Yo, what's good, people? Hey, today is a very, very special, special time, special episode. And um, I've got him in front of me over Zoom, over the, the internet of net. But I've got my guy, my brother, <laughs> hand on heart. This guy, just, just a bit of backstory. This guy's genuinely one of my favorite people on the planet. Not because he's an amazing artist, but he's just a real human being. So, Tribe, um, please just welcome Faith Child. What you say, my brother? Bro, I'm honored, man. It's it's not it's not every day a mobile award-winning artist comes in your thing, bro. Do you know what I mean? So I have to just give honor where honor's due. You know, like when you go to church and there's a guest pastor that comes up and they, they start reading their biographies and stuff. I feel like I have to do this justice. Uh, but now, bro, honestly, thank you so much for coming through. How are you, man? Bro, I'm good. Thank you for having me, bro. You know, like I did a show in Cardiff. Um, yeah, yeah. maybe in april and uh-huh. uh, they're reading my bio out and <laughs> the lady she read the wikipedia version like bare paragraphs well, the, the long thing bro she read the long thing and i was thinking right is this me you're introducing <laughs> bro the only she said everything minus my blood type that's the only thing she didn't say my blood type that was the only thing that was missing from the introduction i swear it was like three minutes bro. i was like sis it's enough let me come on stage now you're eating into my stage time so, yeah. you know them ones nah bro like how have you been though how have you been bro i've been good i was talking to wifey yesterday and she's like how are you and i said babe i'm actually good because i've been hearing a lot of yeses by the grace of god you know as a creative um we're used to hearing no's you know facts and like when people see you big facts when people mm-hmm. see you called out shining and like ah, oh, he's got 150 K plus followers he's getting x amount of streams or he's doing this gig or he just did the states the other day they don't know all the other stuff that got turned down or all the stuff right. you weren't chosen for yeah. you know so we only see the highlights so by the grace of god i've been getting a lot of yeses um as of recent so i'm very appreciative i'm very grateful and it's only by grace bro, bro. it's only by grace there's people more talented than me more catalog, more hard working, not more good looking, but that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but people who work more hard, but bro, it's all yeah, grace, yeah, man. Yeah. It's all grace. So how, how do you balance that with like a, a real social media driven um generation we're in? Like, how are you very transparent with sharing your nose? Because mm. it's one of those things where we all talk about and say, Yeah, social media is a highlight reel. Yeah. Um, how in your own way do you go about keeping it real? And just saying, guys, it's not always W's, man. Like, mm. we don't catch W's every day. Yeah. The life of a creative, it's actually probably 75% L's, 25% W's. But how do you <laughs> keep it real on the socials as well? Yeah, I think just by being honest, you know, mm. I posted um, I posted an Instagram post maybe about, maybe last month or so, saying that, you know, for every win you see, there were probably 100 no's. And when I posted that, a lot of people like really reshared it and were commenting saying, bro, yeah, man, you're right, yeah. you're right. So I yeah. feel people connect more with like a hardship and loss than they do with wins because mm. those who are winning aren't winning every day, you know, or even the wins you might see someone in the golden season or someone in their peak, even someone like, look at someone like Kanye West, you know, he's mm-hmm. very successful, mm-hmm. he's a billionaire. But you hear about him saying, this brand doesn't want to work with me. Yeah, You're yeah, Kanye yeah. West and they don't want to work with you. Do you mm. get what I mean? So 
even the people we idolize and look forward to, look up to rather, they're not always winning every day. So I think just being honest and being transparent and not trying to flex. Why are you trying to flex? The only <laughs> is, yeah, it's the spirit of flex. Because it's, it's when you want to flex, that is when people think this W is every day. And then when oh, they now no. see you, bro, if people are seeing you doing Hakkasan, doing Rolls Royce every day, yeah. and then now they see you doing a, see you doing a little Morley's or a little Sam's Chicken, uh-huh. they'll be like, I thought you were above that. But when Bro. you're not trying to flex every day and they see you in Morley's and they see you X, Y, Z, they realise this guy's human like me. So when mm. you are quote unquote, not flexing, but when you're experiencing your W, people appreciate it more because they see, rah, this guy was doing that yesterday, but today he's got a win. So just being mm. honest and transparent and not trying to flex is one way to keep it real with the people. Bro, 100%. And I feel like you rightly said people connect more with the real stuff like taking L's. Yeah. I feel like there is nothing that connects us more as human beings than art. We all catch our fair share of L's on a daily basis, whether it's in romantic spaces, um, career spaces, yeah. um, spiritual spaces. We we do be catching L's. Like, and I feel like hiding from that fact and trying to present yourself in a way that is just not sustainable. Nobody wins every day, bro. Like, nah. you know, some days are, you know, less than others. Um, just keeping it real. It's super important. But there's a there's an important question I'm about to ask you. Do you eat Eba with knife and fork or with your hands, bro? Bro, man, it's 2020, bro. Man's got <laughs> man's using the fork, bro. I'm using the bro, fork. Bro, what? Bro, let me tell you something here. I'm actually quite I'm quite special in an in inverted commas. When I was in secondary school, I would eat a donut with a fork and knife. I know it sounds really weird. I was very, I was very different. And I feel like Sometimes, like, you can't be doing the wrist every time. <laughs> We're getting older now. Everybody you gotta, knows about the wrist. Bro, you got to look after your joints. You got to look after the joints. You're not trying to draw the okra and it's just, like, getting everywhere. Nah, man. Got to use the fork. Bro, you eat with a knife and fork. Eba. Bro, you know what, yeah? One of the aunties from church, big up Auntie Nikke, she made me pounded jam uh, with F4 about two weeks ago. Mm. And I said, auntie, because you made it with love, I'm going to use my hand. And, bro, when I tell you, yeah... It tasted different. You know what it is, yeah? I wash my hands, yeah? But it's the <laughs> hard work and the toil. It's the toil. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, there's like some extra seasoning in your fingers that when you when you eat with your hands, yeah, it just tastes different, bro, man. Bro. You get that you know real you get that real surulere flavor, you get it, bro. Bro, I feel like it depends on how hot the abba is. For real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like freshly made, you know when you can see like some sort of like you can see it. You can see like some smoke popping out yeah, of yeah. the abat, just freshly made. The they just boil the water, put put the this inside, and just <laughs> too steady. Bro, if it's like that, I'm using my hands straight. But you know what? I got a question though. How mm. do you rank your swallow? So, is what is it? Amala pounded jam, eba, or for me, it's pounded jam, then eba, then amala at the bottom. Not that amala's bad. I don't rate amala but, at all. Yeah, I would rather have pounded jam. And yeah, then yeah, Eba, yeah. and then Amala yeah, yeah. last. Would you bro, agree I feel with like that? Pounded yam is definitely got it, especially when it's actually pounded. <laughs> yeah, for like, real. Bro, you, you know, there's an actual difference between taking boiling. You boil the yam first, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then you put it in the is it the the mortar and the yeah yeah that, yeah, that yeah. thing. But then you get and the... you actually pound <laughs> that pounded yam is next level. I don't know about um amala bro i don't know man i think i've actually had it probably like twice in my whole life really and both of those times it just wasn't a vibe man i, I don't know man sorry for people out there who listen to this and you're probably having it right now i'm so sorry 
it doesn't slap. If you like it, you're flexing and you're probably not being honest <laughs> because Amala is not the one. I'm not going to lie. Bro, you know, people are making pounded jam. So they're getting the jam and they're putting yeah, yeah. it in a food processor. So they're putting it wow. in a food processor and that's what's now kind of pounding it or XYZ in it. Shay swear. Yeah, bro. So these 2020 babes are doing it different, bro. Don't work hard, don't work smarter. <laughs> now, nah, talking about food, actually, what food do you genuinely think is overrated? Like Ooh. that people, something that you feel like people are just liking because everybody else likes and it's actually not that nice. I can't really comment on a cuisine. However, mm. there's a restaurant called Hakkasan, which is like a high-end Chinese restaurant in Mayfair, mm. if I'm correct. I'm yet to go, but it's Chinese food, bro. How how Chinese can Chinese food get that you're paying? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're paying mad premium prices for a right. young, a young, a young sweet and sour. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> bro. People were getting Hakkasan in lockdown, bro, in the takeaway bag. No, no way. Hakkasan, you're praying for an ambience. So if I'm just getting takeaway, you better put a sachet of ambience inside Bro. that takeaway. <laughs> but what's when you say on? high end though, when you say like what's high end, high end? Like are we talking um above 50? I'm yet to dine there, but if I'm correct, like two people can mm. spend like 80 pounds, 100 pounds upwards there, bro. Bro. Bro, I'm telling you, like prices are a mazine. Prices are mad. So yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm not yeah. entirely sure about that bro but yeah. yeah i'm not on that i think for me in terms of food i'm i'm gonna attack a very precious african delicacy right now oh here we go here we go <laughs> i don't even bro i'm gonna stand on this hill till the wheels come off if you like fried yam <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and you genuinely like fried yam you're just flexing because you know in your heart of hearts it's, it doesn't bang bro the corners are sharp they slit your throat yeah <laughs> it doesn't go with anything else it, it you can't really have it with stew like that mm. so, if you deep if you really think about it and some people have fried yam with oil but the oil is like this whole african oh, yeah. yeah do you know what i mean you know and i'm like mm. nah you're just flexing at that point if you're genuinely telling me you like fried yam i'm sorry i can't take it seriously bro, bro let me tell you what i saw today yeah mm. i saw a twitter post about a woman that said she has a moi moi with custard. Yeah. Moi moi with custard, bro. Absolute madness, bro. I know, I know. It's insane. Moi moi with custard. <laughs> and she posted a picture, yeah. And there was even like, you know when you have egg in the moi moi? Ah, uh, stop. The, the egg was in the egg was in the bowl, bro. <laughs> the egg was in the bowl, bro. Like, if they were to do like a recreation. Bro, if they'll do like a recreation or reenactment of like bro. Genesis, that would have been how sin entered the world, bro. bro. <laughs> moi moi with egg and custard. Nah, that's wild. That's disgusting. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Moi <laughs> I can understand. You know about Akara, right? Oh, come on. You know how we do. Oh, Akara with the Ogi for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one I can understand. But Moi Moi is just, nah, nah, I'm sorry, man. You see, this is what I'm trying to say. Like, People are doing these things. I swear it's for the clicks now at this point because it's there's be. no way Moi Moi and Custard taste nice. No, it can't be. I don't even know how your brain even went there. I, how? Can't. <laughs> but nah, bro, we definitely got here up. So, um, you've been in music. Faith, what, 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 how many years are we talking now? Bro, bro talk your talk. Bro, if you really want to talk the talk. talk, I've been, talk your... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've been doing this longer than, you, than you've been saved, bro. 
I'm sure. I'm sure, bruv. Bro, did, can we test it? Bro, okay. I did my first support tour in 2001 uh, or two. Let's say, oh, okay. let's say that's 2002. Crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hold that's on. Crazy. Were you born? No, you were born then. Yeah. Nah, nah. Don't, nah, don't mock it, bro. Do you know, do you know what it is? I got, Go I got saved properly when I was 10 and I was 2005. Yeah, bro. I was That's ready. Actually, mad. I, I, bro, I've been sound checking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sound checking, bro. So, what's it been like? And in more specific terms, what do you think is the change in modern contemporary Christian music from the time you started mm. and to the time that you're here? That's the first question. And the second question is, how have you tried to evolve your sound? And do you yeah. think is necessary evolution? In Christian music, is that necessary, or should we just be content with singing the same things we've been singing all the years ago because it's the same God? Yeah, you see what I mean. Hundred yeah. percent. So uh, the difference now is a good thing in which um, equipment is more accessible. Mm -hmm. You know, like people can go on Amazon and get a young, a young Focusrite interface and a mic mm -hmm. and just record in their bedrooms and send it to a yeah. good guy to mix, and you're in and out. Mm. Um, back in the day, it wasn't that simple. You would have to go to a studio, or some guys might have had a bedroom setup, but they weren't that they weren't that popular, mm. you know. Mm. So now, um, in regards to creation of music, that's a joy. Also, the internet, you know, like TikTok, Reels, etc. These are more yeah. platforms for artists with literally zero following to amass a following overnight. Mm. So, yeah, so there's more opportunities for people to release music. Also, stuff like Spotify and um, Apple Music and iTunes. Mm. You know what I mean? We never had those things back in the day. We had, like, physical CDs you'd have to print. You'll sell a single for, like, three pounds. And on the single, you'd have the original. Then you'll have, like, a remix. Then you might have, like, an instrumental on wow. it. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the, for the Kodak fans who... <laughs> don't know what a cd is it's like a circular thing that you put into like a device and it plays wait till you hear about what a floppy disc is or a mini disc we're getting really ancient there and um so yeah that's how uh how it's changed and in regards to the sonics um it has changed um you still got like for example like congregational music is still the same yeah. in regards to the yeah, church yeah, yeah. but in regards to the more like contemporary maybe urban or pop or whatever word people might use to describe it um it has evolved because it's following the trends of commercial music or underground music so for example when i started we were doing garage yeah and right. then it then yeah. progressed to grime and then grime kind of fizzled and became like this kind of like uk rap thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then more recently drill has come in but before drill we've now got afro swing and afro pop and whatnot so in regards to the contemporary side i feel like the diaspora are embracing their roots now you rarely would hear like an afro beat song you would hear reggae because reggae has mm. always been cool um but you would rarely ever hear like an afro beat or an african infused song so we now have those things now and i think it's beautiful and brilliant that we're able to put our culture, our heritage, our identity into our music as well. So it's fantastic. Oh, bro, that's that's an honest answer, man. I feel like, just to piggyback off that, I feel like it's, it's so important having um, artists in this generation who are also culturally relevant. 
yeah, you know, Christian artists who are also culturally relevant. Like, I don't know if you saw the other day, Mav City are uh, doing the Grammys. Grammys, yeah, bro. bro and I think that's you, the first in 20 years, I think they said. Fam, yeah. yes. So it's like, for me, I saw that and I was like, that is just incredible. Like, and it's it almost creating a space where Christians can coexist even in their art and by not even have by not even having to like say dilute yeah. you know their their message like i think you saw a post you posted a couple of days ago about being in the space and being in a world that puts pressure on you to dilute that message and that yeah. gospel truth which i was really blessed by and i feel like it's it's not an easy thing to do by any means but mm. i feel like the consistency um and god honors consistency for all my fellow artists out there who are listening man it is possible and I, I would, this is another hill I will stand on, you know, till Jesus comes. <laughs> it is so possible to be church relevant and culturally relevant yes. at the same time. Um, don't let anyone tell you you can only do one. Like the, if the gospel is truly the power of Christ, surely it can save souls. And surely it can be relevant in spaces that are not the church. So, um, yeah, go out there, preach the gospel, do your thing and make your make your music, man. Um, yeah, so Faith, talk to me about, you mentioned wifey earlier in the conversation. Talk to me about wifey, bro. Bro, I had <laughs> to get me a, a sweet Congolese one. Cheers! <laughs> wait, wait, first of all, first of all, yeah. Congo, talk to me about Congo, bro. Bro, you know... Bro, how, come you went to, how come you went to, to Congo, bro? You know what it is? Yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I saw the snakeskin shoes and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I need me, a, I need me an eight and a half, you know. I need me an eight and a half. <laughs> Man says snake skin. <laughs> it's not every day. It's not every day. I'm um, kaftan and abada. Sometimes a little young snake skin. Bro, a little sapir. You know what I <laughs> No, obviously, like you and you and Viv have, like you know, you're not private about your relationship. It's very public. It's open. Yeah. And um, it's very honest as well. I feel like you know, even just being your your friend and talking to you, you've been very real about everything that's happened. Mm what is it like i mean first of all being a young adult like and having a dating relationship with with someone obviously viv's a very pretty woman um what what talk to me about the realness bruv because mm, yeah, yeah. at the end of the day my guy i talk to a lot of like christians and they always come under ah the lord says you should not do this and do that and i'm like yo bruv you can't tell me that whilst you were dating you did not even think yeah. or you don't I, I, come on now but yeah. obviously like i want to hear your story about how you first of all how your relationship is um the dynamics of it how you really practically um walk through these things that you know temptation and lusting after each other and loving each other the right way if that makes sense like like talk to me about that bro sure thanks bro um it's brilliant when you're both on the same page so um mm. for the listeners who may not know I'm in my 30s and I'm a virgin. By the grace of God. I always Amen. add by the grace of God. It's not yes, by my sir. own work. So when I say that, I never <laughs> say I'm a virgin to put those down who aren't virgins. I never ever mm. say that. Your mm. struggle might be lust. Mine might be pride. You know, in God's eyes, they're the same thing. So let me just put yeah. a disclaimer out there. So um, by the grace of God, I'm a virgin. And I think with my fiance being on the same page in regards to abstinence and, you know, wanting to mm -hmm. wait well wanting us to wait together um it's it's a joy you know and for me because i haven't had sex before i don't miss it you know mm. i can't i can't miss samuel soda if i've never drank samuel soda of course, do you get what i mean 
But I mm. can miss Evian because I've drank Evian. That's not a mm-hmm. brand plug. If you're gonna support us, then sponsor for free. So, so my yeah, thing yeah. is, I'm again by the grace of God, I am a great kisser. Now, nobody Bro. come, nobody come <laughs> to try and prove it. Just ask my fiance. Amen. But that, so that's my thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would yeah, want to yeah, yeah, yeah. kiss my fiance. And bro, mm-hmm. I'm not even lying. I can stop there. I am not trying to go any further. And um, we went through a season where we stopped kissing for like nine months. It's like, you know what? Damn, let's son. not do this. Let's just try and be pure. Because there'll mm. be moments where wifey, she's very, 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 very strong. But she's like, this isn't really good for me. Because mm-hmm. my brain, my mind isn't pure in this kind of situation and whatnot. And also with myself, it's like, mm, should I really be doing this? You know, this is the realness, you know. So by God's grace, we're able to stop there. And I think it's about having a consciousness of wanting to honor God in that area. You know, Preach, I remember bro. when I was uh, 12 or 13, I said to God, please take away any sexual desire from me until it's time for me to get married. Now, when I prayed that prayer, I wasn't going through temptation. Till today, there was no real reason for me to say that. But by the grace of God, that prayer is working today. Now, somebody mm-hmm. might say, oh, if he doesn't want to sleep with his girl, if he's not attracted to her, are you sure you're not asexual? Are you sure you're not gay or whatnot? Mm-hmm. No, I know I'm not gay. You can ask my fiance. <laughs> but... um. It's willpower. It's willpower. The same yeah. way you want to lose weight or you want to like stop a habit. You know, I've seen really obese people like online on TikTok, whatever. And in 18 months, they've like lost crazy weight and they're in great yeah. form. What is that? Discipline. Discipline. Mm-hmm. And one thing as a believer, whatever you're struggling with, say to God, God, Holy Spirit, help me. I think Paul mm-hmm. says, I do the things I don't want to do. The things mm-hmm. I don't want to do, I do do. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, help me. You help me to help you to help mm. me because I want to sin, but you don't want me to sin. So because you don't want me to sin, you help me not to sin. Do you see how you flip it? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. if you want mommy to cook you, I don't know, or your girl to cook you something or do whatever for you. All right, mm. babes. Okay, I've got you the ingredients so that you can cook <laughs> it for me. You know what I mean? It yeah, helps yeah, the yeah. equation. So yeah, yeah, yeah man, yeah. that's how it's been in our situation. Bro, that is, thank you for that. First of all, I have to say it's, it's, it's very comforting knowing that there are people who are just like me mm. going through the things that, you know, like I could potentially go through. Yeah. And it's such a wonderful thing that I have a reference point and I feel like mm. a lot of people don't have that reference point that is as real and as, as um, accessible as well, mm. because there's just, for some weird reason, it's just this thing of trying to paint the dating process as mm. super like all the time it's always going to be pure it's always going to be possible you know you can't ever flop you know like my god never flops you know it's just like, <laughs> yeah, nah it trust me it gets real um so thanks for that bro so i think a couple more questions before I, before I let you go for today bro um what do you honestly think about cancel culture man like it's <sighs> I see it every single day on Twitter. Yeah. And I feel like these days people are getting cancelled for anything. Like, what do you think about the whole concept of cancel culture? And how does that match up with what you believe as a believer in terms of giving people second chances? Bro, this is a very good question because I have been scripting um, a YouTube video. Mm. And it's going to be called 
cancel culture versus council culture. Bro. So like as it, in counseling someone, yeah? Let's get into it, bro. <laughs> so uh, I'm still piecing it together, but the thing is this. Cancel culture is, as a believer, is anti-Jesus because mm. council culture breeds uh, a narrative that humanity is is far from redemption. You know, when someone makes a mistake, we say, nope, that's it, period. No more, not supporting them no more. But the truth is, there's where is grace, where's redemption? Now, there's certain things that you have to put. For example, if someone's trigger warning now, I don't know, if someone, uh, an adult does something to a minor yeah. now, yeah. there has to be some sort of redemptive, some sort of repercussion for that act. You know what I mean? Yes. Whether you have to sign the register now or you have to go to therapy to find out why are you doing this to minors? Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying put them back into society. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. have something in place for them to actually figure out why am I like this? How can I get help? Cutting people off straight away, it also tells other people now who haven't made mistakes that I, I'm not allowed to make a mistake. If I make a yeah. mistake, I'm going to be yeah. counselled. Also, it makes people be embarrassed of their story. It makes people live in private. It makes people live in hiding. You know, uh, Christ said, you know, woman caught in act of adultery. He uh, who hasn't sinned cast the first stone. First stone. You know, yeah. bro, everyone, a lot of people were getting counselled or dragged um, for tweets from like maybe like seven, eight, nine years ago. Despite in 2022, they no longer have that mindset. You know, bro, mm -hmm. all of us have said... Um, disfavorable, callous, um, bias, um, stereotypical jokes or comments, which in our private of our rooms, but we haven't said it online yet. Yeah. We're no different or better than anybody else, you know? Right. And, um, and this council culture, again, on social media, um, to some degree, it's real. To another degree, it's not real. Because one day we're canceling a good friend of mine, ZZ Mills, yeah, she gets a lot of, she gets dragged a lot. Bro, yeah. <laughs> this girl has been dragged to having a Channel 4 show. Bro, like, true. so how how true, is she, true, true, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? All of that dragging and, nah, man, she's a pick me, we don't like her. Bro, they propelled her to mm -hmm. a platform now, but all the people talking about her can't afford her for their platforms. Do you get what I mean? So... The only person in my that's ever been cancelled in my opinion is Wiley. <laughs> yeah. Cause that guy is banned from Twitter, he's banned from YouTube, he's banned from Bro. This guy, I think he has to make like platforms on like Bebo. I think Bebo is the only place he's not cancelled. That means so in essence, Bro, yeah, 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 people yeah. aren't Yeah, mm. so for me, I think it's 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 countercultural, man, because yeah. My thing is this, you're going to counsel someone when they commit, when they now commit suicide because you've ostracized them. Oh, you know, man, you know, we've got to be careful of our word, bloody, bloody, blah. Bro, you didn't give me the opportunity. And again, bro, Twitter is not for conversation. It's for confrontation, bro. Fact, so fact. there's no Preach point it. trying to have an intellectual conversation on these social media platforms because people are looking for opportunities to be angry. What can I be mad about today, bro? Yeah. You go through so much timeline. There's no ray of sunshine just complaining. Mm. Bro, nah, that energy, it's not good, man. And everything now is for retweets, you know? People want to say something, uh, and then they these buzzwords are mm. uh, triggering, misogynist, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're a um, narcissist, this and that. Like, people throw these buzzwords around without even knowing the correct term about them. 
So Facts. yeah, me council culture. I'm not saying people shouldn't. There shouldn't be repercussions, but I don't mm. think there's certain cases where it's like you know what, you might need to go to prison for a while. Might have to be in a home for a while, you know, till you can get yourself right. But for something that's not as that deep or something that can be redeemed, there's got to mm. be grace, man. There's got to be grace. Bro, thank you for preaching that. I feel like it's. I totally agree. There are certain things that happen that or people do that there needs to be consequences. Sure. Like, like, you know, whatever you put in, you get back into the world. There's just, there's just a rule that the universe operates in. There's a rule that, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's whatever you do. You should, you should be ready for the consequences of your action. And yeah. as adults, we need to take responsibility for those. Um, like the example that you gave, which is a very good one, but you go on Instagram or Twitter sometimes and you say, Oh, I, I don't like apples. <laughs> and someone at you and says oh right but i love apples and you're triggering me cancelled and it's just like bruv what what and do you know what the thing is that vexes me the most is the fact that especially for the real minor things on social media the fact that people genuinely feel a power yeah. over you <laughs> that they can stop your shine yeah and say oh you are cancelled so you can't do anything and you're just thinking uh, okay like <laughs> zz mills is a great example because yeah. it's like what what is cancelling in the first place is it does it is it cutting off someone's stream of income is it making them socially irrelevant so for me it's just like a weird one where especially if we're gonna be real believers obviously bringing it back to that sort of like viewpoint because that's the viewpoint of which we see life um yes there are things that need counseling i love how you've done the whole cancel versus counsel uh but I feel like at the end of the day, even though this is much easier said than done, especially in circumstances where someone has generally done something that hurts and that offends, um, it's easier said than done, but we should strive to give space for reconciliation. For sure. Um, and that's not the easiest thing to do. At all, at all. And it's like, um, I saw, I heard a quote that said, we judge others by their actions, but judge ourselves by our intention." you know so it's like um oh that joke offends me because of xyz so now you judge me on my action but if i now flip it to you no i didn't mean it like that i was Mm -hmm. just trying to say do you know what i mean we give ourselves so much grace but when it's time for others you know we're not trying to show that grace until we now get cancelled yeah and then we now realize oh snap is that how i've been treating others or is that how it is so yeah once we realize that Bro, everybody has done or said any something questionable, bro. And mm. it's like we don't we don't need to. Like people just want to add their voice and be relevant and want to get retweets, brother. It's bro, <laughs> it's, it's, it's retweets, bro. It's retweets, bro. People would drag you and tear your pant for no reason just because you don't like apples. Nah, man. Why she don't like apples? You're bl- nah, you're a misogynist. It's because Eve ate the Bro. apple in the garden. She <laughs> like apple. First of all, it was a fruit she ate. It wasn't an apple. But really, do you Ooh, know what I mean? Let's, let's go there, bro. <laughs> bro, people for a bare terms at you just Bro. for something that is so innocent. Bro, facts, facts. Nah, so before we let you go, Faith, I'm going to ask you to give us one movie, mm. one book, Oof. And one podcast that you recommend to everyone listening right now. So, obviously, I'm trying to plug plug the tribe to, to, to new things. So, even if it's something that you're working on, something that you're writing, or yeah. anything that has really blessed you. So, one book, one movie, one podcast. 
Let's go, bro. Brilliant. One movie that I love, my all-time favorite, is actually Coming to America. Bro, that movie's overrated, man. Bro, oh, bro, my days. Let's not, let's the, not podcast, do this, bro. the podcast was going so well. <laughs> it was going so well. Bro, bro. do you know why? Do you know what I say it's overrated? I was why coming back on, on the flight back home. Um, I watched it again. And I was watching it, bro. You know, like, a couple of times when you watch it, you're just like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> But I was watching it this time, straight face. I don't know if it's because I was just bare tired, bro. I just couldn't be bothered. And I was just looking at this movie like, bro, this concept is actually dry. Like the <laughs> accent is not authentic. Yeah, for real. Bro, so I don't, Misha, but anyway, Faith Child is the guest family. So he says Coming to America is a, is a great movie. Why do you love that movie though? Tell me though. I think um, it's probably nostalgia, if I'm being honest. You I know, hear. nostalgia. I loved it. I loved the um there were so many comedic um scenes and references in there that were just really, really funny, you know. Mm. Um so I think I really, really liked that movie. No word of a lie, I can probably say like eighty percent of the script off head. Wow. I've seen it, no word of a lie, over over a hundred times, and I'm not joking. I've that's seen it crazy. over a hundred times. So that's my all-time favorite. What, what, do you, what do you think about the, the sequel? Bro, you know what, yeah? Uh, wifey said I shouldn't watch it without her. Um, so I haven't watched it. And it's been out for oh, over wow. a year. Yeah, yeah, and people are like, yeah. don't watch it. It's going to spoil like the legacy of it. It's not that good. This and that, this and that. So some of you may not know, I studied acting at university, mm-hmm. performing arts. And I always said I wanted to act in the sequel of Coming to America. And that obviously didn't happen, but that might be <laughs> that might be God's will. It never happened because apparently it's not really the best of movies. Um, I hate, I hate. So yeah, I haven't seen the sequel. Bookwise, mm. you know what? Yeah, I'm not reading any books at the moment. I've actually like got a bunch of books on like church history that I'm looking into and different denominations and whatnot because of a documentary I was working on. But um, I'm gonna have to give it to the Bible, bro. And that Come sounds on, like really like, oh, yeah, whatever. No, bro. Pastor. The Bible is actually phenomenal because you, when you allow the Holy Spirit um, to to lead you when you're reading and to open your eyes and your heart, you realize, bro, yeah. I've never seen John 6 like that before. Mm-hmm. Bro, mm-hmm. Romans 8. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can read that a million times and be like, whoa. Crazy. I never noticed that, bro. The Bible is phenomenal. There's so much wisdom, especially in Proverbs and many other books. You can learn about conflict resolution, learn about how to manage your finance, learn about multiple streams of income, learn about mm. how to love your spouse, learn about how to treat your children. There's so many great um, principles and wisdom and knowledge and all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And then in regards to podcasts, bro, you know what I'm mm. going to tell them, bro. The Tribe Tuesday, Cheers. the Tribe Podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm listening to. I'm not plugging no other podcast on this platform other than that. So if if, on, if, if, if if you've just joined the wave on this episode, go back and start from the first one and catch hey, up, man. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Obviously, Faith, it's always a pleasure, my guy. Um, You already know you won't be a, a one-time guest, bro. I feel like having conversations with you on this podcast is even strange because we we have all these conversations offline, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, bro, thank you. How can we keep up to date with what you're doing? Like what you're saying on in terms of like your plans for the year? Like that. talk to me, like what's 2022? Yeah, 2022. What's 2022 looking like for you, bro? So by the special grace of God, keep me in your prayers. I'm getting married in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting married. I'm gonna be having sex for the first time. So, um, 
that's interesting. And uh, um, I said he's gonna lay hands at eight still, bro. Lay hands, no prayer, bro. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> lay hands, no prayer, bro. Bro, you man, <laughs> you man, uh, bro. Let me tell you, I will not be having Sinatch and Nathaniel Bassi on my <laughs> wedding playlist, bro. Bro, it's not Chris Tomlin, it's Chris Brown. You know bro, what I mean? It's not Marvin. It. It's not Marvin Sapp. It's Marvin Gaye, my G. <laughs> <laughs> not Chris Tomlin. It's Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Breezy. I hear you still. I hear you. So uh, yeah, getting married. Um, mm, music dropping, documentaries dropping. Um, if you have things that I can't speak about at the moment, but yeah, if you want to get, if you want to keep up to date, first of all, follow Cord Out Music. If you're not following him yet, I'm sure you are. If you're listening to this. Um, and then you can find me on my socials at Faith Child. A selfie a day keeps vanity away. I'm sure that's not right, oh, but hey, that's what I say. But uh, yeah, man, that's how you can find me. Vanity actually it, mm. it's, it's not. I'm not vain. I'm into photography. Amen. You know what I mean? Because my thing is yeah, like when I get to heaven and God's like, what did you use your good looks to do? I was trying to be modest. No, you better use that for the kingdom. Do you know what I mean? Flirt to convert. Well, I don't flirt. I'm married. Since being married, but you know, like use everything for the glory of the Lord. You know, Matthew five yeah, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let your light so shine before men. They'll see a good trim and glorify your Father in heaven. You know. What we say, my guy, bro, that flirt to convert people are gonna start using that, you know. That's not an yo. If you're listening to this right now, do not flirt to convert nobody, bruv. Like, yeah, don't just leave faith alone, yeah. Uh, but nah, bro, big love, man. Thanks for coming on the pod. Um, yeah, tribe, that, that was Faith Charles, my guys, my brother. Um, be sure to give him a big follow and um, just support anything he does, he's just phenomenal. And um, yeah, bro, I'm sure we're gonna get to catch up soon, man. Sweet. Big love, brother. Big love, G. Take care. Sweet.